The Big V Racing, Matt Nevitt, Sean Cosgrove. We've got uh, the Silver Chief Saturday night. And I tell you what, this bloke, Cameron Boy, is going to shake the life out of it. And I reckon every time she hears this book, Anna said, just smile, and we're going to make it grin again. Racing, Amron Boy on the outside began pretty well away, faster, Elite Jet's going to lead, Amron Boy around the outside followed by Victor Tony, as they turn to the back straight, Amron Boy over to the inside second charging through on the inside, going after Elite Jet down the back straight, and Amron Boy burst up on the inside and took the lead now, raced away, three out in front of Elite Jet, a gap in the race then to Vanilla Bed, it followed further back by Raymond Blazer, well backward between Hippogriff and back to the tail, Victor Tony adding us bar, but Amron Boy racing clear, it's a big win by Amron Boy Strolled away by about 10 of an Alabama. It followed then over the line here. And Brooke Ennis joins us now. Will we succeed? Did it put a smile on your face, Brooke? <laughs> yes, it does. Um, he was obviously ultra impressive on Saturday night. So, um, yeah, it was really good, I guess, to see him go that well, considering we probably had, you know, a frustrating two weeks before that. So, no, he definitely made me smile again. It's almost like you've got a magnet on his near side. But <laughs> when he comes out, he just straight to the rail. He's looking for it, isn't he? Yeah, he does look for it. He, he seems to be handling those draws a little bit better. He, he used to come out and, and go straight to the rail, but he seems to be just um, looking for, for the gaps now, which was good, and he, he got that gap Saturday night and obviously just used it to his advantage. Brooke, Matt Nevitt here. Um, I don't think anyone's ever doubted his ability. He's always been regarded as one of the, the better greyhounds going around, but you're right, as you pointed out, he, he'd had a frustrating couple of weeks, so narrowly defeated in the heat of the Melbourne Cup, and then... Uh, just wasn't able to get past where she's fast in that uh, showdown last week. But things have changed in the space of, of seven days. He sizzled around the meadows on Saturday night, and all of a sudden, um, the world does look his oyster in the sport of greyhound racing. Um, have you been able to do anything different with him, or you just persisted with um, his talent and his ability, and he's just been able to turn it around? Yeah, I think he arguably he's probably his two runs um, before that. They they weren't disappointing. He just was really luckless, I guess, and. Um, you know, I think he probably lost two or three lengths in that match race, which I think probably cost him, cost him beating where she's fast. But we haven't changed anything at all. I think it's just, you know, he's, he's two and a half years old now. And I think, you know, what we forget is that he's been racing this top class um, since a very young age, you know, and he's, he's travelled and, and been racing in these group races. So I think it's just more maturity and, and he's starting to, to really enjoy his racing. He's got really good confidence about himself and... I think it just makes a difference as they get that little bit older as well. Hey, Brooke, is it fair to say that greyhounds hate change? They love routine? I think so. I think you'll definitely get dogs that really enjoy their routine, and he's definitely one of those dogs. He he knows his routine down to a pattern. If, if something's different, you can see him thinking what's going on, and um, some of them just really do thrive off it. So we do make sure that things are probably pretty similar with him, and just because we can tell that he really likes his routine and and things like that. Uh, the box draw for Saturday night is quite interesting, isn't it? Because he's drawn next to the, the new boom greyhound of the sport, Rejuvenate, who was so impressive on debut at the Meadows on, on Saturday night. He's drawn box two. Amaron Boy has drawn box three. And on paper, they do look to be the two to beat. Um, how do you see the race playing out, particularly in the early part? Yeah, I think ideally we um, would have liked to have drawn on the inside of Rejuvenate, just, um, just so we had that inside run. Um, straight away, but I think it's a, it is an interesting box draw. I guess Landon Bale. I think he split five dead on Saturday night. Um, Rejuvenate had nice early pace too, but seemed to have used a little bit of track early. And then a lot of it, there's some pace on the outside from box eight as well. So um, I think ideally for us, we're not going to be splitting low five. So 
I think we just hopefully we can get out and land in between, in between also at the back of Landon and, and rejuvenate and just stick on the rail then and, you know, and whatever happens through that first turn, we know we've got a good spot then. Now, Brooke, I did notice in something when I was doing a little bit of research that uh, often a treat for the greyhounds of an afternoon in the Ennis household sometimes is a yogurt-topped muesli bar. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's very, very true. So, um, yeah, that's their, our regime is they get their feeds, um, you know, mid-morning from yeah. anywhere from, you know, 9 till 10.30, that's their main feed. So, um, obviously, come the afternoon, they get a snack and yoga top music bars are, are generally the first on the agenda and on Sundays, a treat is a baker's delight cheese and bacon roll. So, oh, oh um, come yeah. and live at your joint. This, this sounds like the secret. And then, obviously, secret. the... And then obviously Maccas after a race. Oh. So, um, I'm glad you threw in the Maccas, Brooke, because I was going to say, this sounds like the, the secret to your success. Every other greyhound trainer seems to feed McDonald's to their dogs, whereas you're going the slightly healthier option of a muesli bar and yogurt. Yeah. Ideally, I don't like them personally, so when I'm at the supermarket... Um, you know, I've got the trolley full of them, and the checkout person always says, "Oh, you must like music bags." <laughs> it's a firm no, but you you try not to explain your situation because they just don't quite understand it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd say no, I don't have a fibre deficit. Everything's going all right at the moment. Now, Amron Dan, let's listen to him from the other night. This was another great win. Racing. Amron Dan, box number three, began pretty well away faster. Anchor rope near the outside, pushing through. Flavaz Bow. Amron Dan is back to the tail of the field. And down on the first turn, they were doing die hard. Then travelled to one of Scotch, going down the back straight though. And the leader was Flavaz Bow, two lengths in front. Here comes Amron Dan, leaning the charge, followed by Lee Alex. A gap in the race then, turn of Pungarator, anchor rope coming to the turn now. Flavaz Bow narrowly going through Amron Dan, pushing up on the inside. Amron Dan with the inside, burst through, takes lead Amron Dan. Well, you've drawn the blue with Dan. What's the thoughts of him? Yeah, I think um, we weren't confident that he would win his heat, to be honest. He'd had two weeks off um, from his Melbourne Cup heat and just had a really quiet fortnight at home. So we weren't overly confident that he could win. It was just, ideally, we probably would have liked an extra week at home with him, but these races come up and you you need to take them on. So... um, no, we're very surprised and um, very happy, obviously, and there's going to be some room there for improvement. Um, I don't think he'll bother Amron Boy too much out of the boxes. He'll, um, I think Amron Boy should clear him pretty early, but again, he'll be the same. He'll be just looking for that fence, and if he gets a nice clear run on the rail like he did last Saturday night, I, I probably think he could definitely be in the placings. And before the Silver Chief on Saturday night, we've got the heats of the Laurels on Thursday at Sandown, and you've got some nice chances on Thursday night as well. Amron Lass from Box 8 goes around in the third of the heats. Um, what do you make of her chances there? She's been in good form of recent times. Yeah, she has. She's come back from a little bit of a spell, and um, I think Box 8 won't worry her too much. She had Box 7 there a few weeks ago and um, split 506 to the first mark and crossed the field. So I think she'll probably prefer to to be out there. Um, obviously, though, it's a hard field. I think most of the girls have come up against some quality bitches, and obviously we're taking on baby Jacey. But, um, yeah, I think she'll, she'll definitely put in a, in a decent run. I suppose one of the temptations with young dogs, Brooke, is that if they're only lightly raced, you can make a mistake sometimes and they will have a crack at a big race and it can flatten them and knock their confidence. Is that a fair comment? Yeah, I think that's definitely a fair comment. And um, when they're they're young, you know, they're coming up against dogs that are just as inexperienced as them. So it can, 
you know, put them off guard through races. They can cop checks and it can really, you know, knock their confidence as well. So, um, yeah, it's, thankfully for us, our dogs, are they're pretty well raced and, and things like that. And they've got some solid fitness into them. But um, yeah, I think you make a very good comment there. In the following heat, which is race seven on the program, Guelph goes around from box two. She's building a nice record, but she's been runner-up at her past two. Yeah, she comes to us from um, from Sydney and we've had her a little while now, but um, I think she's probably going to be a run underdone, to be honest. She's nearly hitting the two-month mark since she last raced with us. But, um, yeah, she, she's got great form and she's got good exceptional early pace, which will put her right into the race. But um, an extra week would have been nice with her. But, um, yeah, I think if she can just hold on even, you know, take the lead and hold on, she'll definitely be prominent in the final if she can get there. And in Heat 5, Responder was so impressive last week, Brooke. Yeah, she's a, a funny little dog. Um, I think, again, though, she's come up against Kelsey Bale, who's an exceptional bitch. But um, I guess with Responder, she was she was handled the pressure really well last week and she began well. But I think she just uses the track a little bit out the boxes and through that first term, which hopefully isn't her undoing. But, um, yeah, I, I think, if anything, they're all probably good chances for a place anyway. Brooke, I noticed just in your, your stats in the last 12 months, most of your dogs uh, are sort of... Up to five seventy meters, basically. They're, they're the sprint or middle distance. You don't have a, a huge number of stayers. Is that by design or desire? No, I think that's just what comes about. To be honest, um, you know, there was a, a time there where we probably did have a few extra stayers, and we usually would. But yeah, it's, it's just what comes about, what you get, and and things like that. I think you know, Amron Dan's probably a dog that can definitely be a, a middle distance dog. Um, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a luck of the draw, and you kind of get what you're given sometimes. What do you do when you get these hot spells, like our weather in Melbourne, all of a sudden 33 on Sunday, and then it's going to be now cool and, and rainy in the, two days later? It must oh. be tricky at times. It's tricky for me. I can't stand the cold <laughs> weather, to be honest. <laughs> I, um, it's definitely not my natural habitat, this um, Melbourne cold spell. But um, <laughs> no, the dogs are all, all well-suited. They've um, all got air conditioning and reverse cycles, so um, they can adapt pretty well to that. It's just just the rain, which is pretty annoying, to be honest. But, um, yeah, I would, I would like this nice 25-degree days every day if possible. Now, Brooke, what did you think of the meal and the tabray on Melbourne Cup night? Yes, I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> it's definitely quite a good meal, to be honest. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I was sitting right beside you. You probably didn't realise, but the big bloke with the beard, it looked like he'd come in off the street. And I thought, no, you don't need a digger's rest on Melbourne Cup night. Oh, <laughs> you should have introduced yourself. <laughs> no, I'll let you enjoy your meal. <laughs> Jamie would have paid for you. <laughs> well, fair dinkum. Yeah. He was pretty good on the tooth on the steak. Don't worry about that. Oh, he, he does enjoy the sand down steak on a Thursday night. Oh, he, he doesn't. Does. Yeah. It's, it's his choice. That his steak is his uh, meal of choice anywhere we go. So he's a bit of a steak connoisseur. Um, and very good at critiquing as well. Well, I can tell you, the minute my Chakwe Tower hit the table, it was never going to survive. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Brooke, good luck on Saturday night. Good, good luck on Thursday as well with the heats of the Laurels. Yeah. You've got three short price chances there, so you might get a couple through to the final there as well, and certainly with your couple of chances in the Silver Chief at the Meadows. And I hope, for our sake at Aris, and that's where the luck ends because you're up against <laughs> us the following week in the Phoenix, and you, uh, you've teamed up with the arch rivals, so... Uh, we wish you all the best for this week and hopefully that's where it runs out but thanks for your time on uh, on Big V Racing 
thanks, Matt. Thanks, Sean. And hopefully we can um, catch up at the Phoenix. And if you beat us in the Phoenix, no yoga top muesli bar for you. <laughs> Ideally, I think I'd like to draw the red and have your dog on in box two. So if we can get that to happen, right. that would be we'll, really we'll good. Take the I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll shout the muesli bars. Yeah. All right. Muesli yeah. bars are on you. Sounds good. <laughs> thanks, Brooke. See, See you, guys. Brooke. See ya.